What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We're uh, kicking off December, one last month. Thankfully, it's 2020. That's all that needs to be said about that. What's up, Jay King? Oh, oh, Jeff, man, I'm cool, and I'm hoping everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving and we roll into the Christmas holiday and the end of this stinky, festering, fly, maggot-filled butthole of the year. Um, we still got a lot to be thankful for because I'm thankful that my brothers are still here with me. None of us, you know, uh, you know, big menace that's around, but, you know, we're all still here and we got a lot to be thankful for still. So here's to 2021 and hopefully it's going to be much, much better than 2020. I'm working on a meme, Javon, and it's either going to have Thomas Jefferson from Hamilton going like, what did I miss? Or the Joker, where do you get a load of me? That's how 2021 is going to come in. One of those two ways. It's just going to be, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Or, wow, you guys look like you saw a whole lot happening. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm planning on doing with that. Little brother, how are you today? I'm good. and very thankful that this is the last month of this year. Almost over prime. All right, so nobody can escape COVID. A Flash TV show production is shut down because someone on the production crew got COVID. So you're rolling your eyes, and it's just like, yeah. I don't know how these shows are going to function because, well, I'll get to that on my dummies of the week, but I don't know what's going to happen with with uh, TV. Because I feel like they're going to shoot, and then it's going to be, we got to shut everything down. I don't know how they can do this. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly, the everybody literally needs to look, honestly call, uh, gosh, no, I'm, I run, I'm dating myself. I'm going to say David Stern, but that's not the commissioner of the NBA anymore. Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Like, everyone needs to literally follow that blueprint. It's like, hey, if you want to do commerce, you have to bubble. It's not a joke. You can't, I mean, you have to say, hey, if you want, say, six weeks of uninterrupted, whatever you want to do, bubble your people for two weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, and go. You cannot, in this current environment, you can't let people go out to, you know, they can't, they can't go home, they can't go to the bar. They have to be in a bubble. Otherwise, you're just going to be knocked over somebody's going to be in COVID. Um, I crazy <laughs> i'm just like gosh there is no win for anybody who's trying to do stuff i feel like maybe making a movie and just doing it on an abbreviated schedule where it's just like all right we take everybody we have two or three directors we shoot characters that don't have to interact much and wrap up the movie in two months as opposed to whatever the normal runtime for shooting is well, honestly, I mean, if your best, I mean, your best bet is like, hey, just go down to some Caribbean island. Like, all right, just we're going to do a vacation here. And this is going to be our quarantine movie set. And we'll figure the rest of it out. Because anytime you're trying to do stuff like in Toronto, it's just you're going to interact with too many people. And there's just like no way around. Somebody's going to catch COVID. Like, well, it, CJ, the, the thing is, we did shout out Adam Silver, Chris Paul, LeBron James, the Players Association for the NBA. 
But I think you're forgetting another group that needs a lot of credit for continuing to roll through production during COVID. And that is the Bachelorette team. I haven't had to shut it back down. And if any possible reality show would get COVID, like spreading like wildfire, it should be that set. But nope, everything's gone smoothly. They've shot it. It's all a wrap. Which is crazy when you think of the concept of, hey, let me kiss you, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Okay. Now, I said I've watched every episode this year because of, you know. Things. You're a liar. It's okay. Taste is entertaining TV. I, well, you know, Kara was too, so. Whatever. Claire. Claire's a train wreck. Well, she was an entertaining train wreck. Yeah, um, but I mean, you can't be a train wreck in two episodes. You need to spread that out a bit. Definitely. I'm going to give the rose to me. Have you not met a train book? person who's like in two episodes you're like you are a train wreck uh but they, the way they actually detail the i mean like how the guidelines like hey we're gonna have these people quarantine two weeks before we start test <laughs> i mean it's like exactly like we're gonna do this all in a little bubble resort in arizona where it's nice we can do our little sets y'all i mean there's no dates to the parents and all that other stuff it's like we can do this in this small bubble and that's the way to do it any, but anybody who tries to do it any, any other way, it's just going to be, you're going to get really into production. Everything's going to look good. Oh, shoot, man. My man went and got COVID. I mean, now he's taking out like four of our quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Difference. Uh, oh, wait. That's, that's the Broncos. Sorry. Javon, <sighs> help me out here. What can they do to ensure that we have entertainment? Because that's clearly the most important thing in 2021. Or is it just going to be a thing where all of those movies that we thought were coming out this year, we're just going to have to watch them on our streaming services as our TV because no one can shoot. That seems to be the easiest suggestion or the easiest solution. Um, you know, Jeff, I've been saying that for a while now, streaming these uh, in theaters only films because this is what option you have on the table. Um, it only makes sense. With the film world, you know, there's always a bevy of films that are waiting for a release date yet to be released that they can put out. Siobhan, I've seen too many of them. And, oh, man, if I've seen 70, maybe 10 (laughs) have been entertaining, and then another five have been passable, and the rest have been terrible. Why did a pandemic hit that we needed to get these movies out? <laughs> but you know what's what's funny about that? It's a good opportunity for those films that may not have had an audience. Now you have a captive audience that may be the one plus to it. Uh what I worry about is television production, uh, whether it's streaming TV or or regular network TV, you got some shows that are really on hold, um, whether they're coming back or trying to come back for a new season or shows that were pitched and greenlit and can't even film right now because of, you know, so that sucks for them. And there was probably a few shows out there that we were waiting or eager to see, uh, especially eager to return. One of my favorite shows will not be coming back no matter what because of COVID, and that's Glow. Their statement about canceling Glow was due to the physical nature of the show, blah, 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 we went back in the capacity we want to, et cetera. I really don't know if that was the true <laughs> emphasis behind. I sincerely doubt no, it. No, we can blame COVID for so many things. Bam, it's COVID. Thanks, COVID. So, hey, that, that argument was so bad because it's like, 
the WWE and AEW. <laughs> AEW wrestling right now. <laughs> so, like, right now. Cost too much money. We don't want to do it. Five. He's out. do it. Yeah, fine. The yeah. show got too big. It didn't. And I think, honestly, <clears throat> if the show would have won some Emmys or something like that, it, it, it's one of those critical darlings. Critics love it, but it wasn't nominated. If it were nominated and won something, we probably would be getting two or three more seasons of it. But we're not. But we could talk. We could talk about that. But honestly, I think that studios are going to have to reevaluate, reevaluate again, and say, "Hey, we got it. We might, if it's out or if it's finished, we might as well put it out." Because yeah. if we have to keep delaying projects, we're never going to get caught up in what we're going to be faced with is an overload of slate of projected titles to release. I'm curious in terms of what this means for 2021, 2022, because is everything just going to keep getting delayed, pushed back, or what? Because I'm, I'm thinking there's going to come a point where there's a void of things, and we're only going to get movies with directors and TV shows with creators who can figure out how to work within this. Things like the creative types would really thrive during this part. All right, so let's move on. 2020 has been a ridiculously miserable year. I was just looking through all of the celebrities who have died. It's crazy. Just looking at the list real fast, just on my photos of like, oh man, I can't believe he died. John Thompson, Kobe Bryant, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and the, this week, David Prowse, the original Darth Vader actor, died. 85. So he at least got to have a long, lengthy life. But man, it's crazy. Pat Patterson died today, WWE. So lots of people are just dying. It's like, geez, this year just needs really to get a fast forward. No real news on that. I just wanted to say, gosh, so many people. Darth Vader is gone now, too. And it's weird because it's like, it seems like every year, for those of us who grew up watching Star Wars, then another actor from that original trilogy is gone. It's like... Uh, Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew, Terry Fisher, David Proud. It's like, man, James Earl Jones is still holding on. And if there was anyone don't, I would put even money on. Don't. This year still has time, Jeff. You're right. There, There's there. still time on. There's still ticks on the clock. We're, we're going to carbon date this podcast and be like, you bastard. Yeah, this is your fault. I mean, is, I've been I've been working hard on some announcers, Jinx, Javon, so... Clearly, that's not working on my end. Yeah, like, it would be a shame for Russell Wilson to hurt his knee for five weeks. Just um, for three. You know, not five, man. I need, I need to see five, Austin man. just not yeah, be in the state whatsoever. But speaking of Star Wars, the Mandalorian dropped a huge colossal bomb with an episode titled The Jedi, where we saw Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Why can I say her name right, Jace? I don't know why. I don't know. I just I read it and I'm trying to make sense of it. It's just like, ah, Soka <laughs> showed up and it wasn't this thing. And she popped in in the last two seconds of the episode. I was like, I can't wait till next week. We get to see her right away. She's got her white lightsabers. She's doing the dang thing. And it was amazing. We finally got a name for baby Yoda, which I despise as a name. because like there was a female of that species and we didn't call her female Yoda. It just drove me nuts. Anyway, got a name for him. Grogu, he's chilling. It's great. And I can't wait to see where this goes. Soka's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. This ties in to what we saw in Rebels. And I'm just like, 
how in the world did we, how are we so fortunate, one, to get this onto a TV show where we can get it pieced out to us in half hour, maybe 50 minutes if they're feeling generous episodes, as opposed to a trilogy where we have to rush through everything and maybe have a director change everything from the previous director. Sorry, that wouldn't happen in Star Wars. Jace, what do you think about all this? Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how quickly after that episode, when I actually watched that episode that I called you, but it was pretty dang quick. Um, it was literally just a matter of like, okay, A, Ahsoka was Ahsoka. Like, it was not like Rosario, Rosario Dawson just was like kind of pulling the paints. Like, no, nah, they kind of try to make the moves exactly like you saw in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, they very much followed like stuff that happened in Clone Wars. I'm like, yeah, I saw what happened when this worked. When this happened, I'm not, I'm not touching this. Like my master felt, I'm not the one to yeah. tell the next generation how not to fall because I'm right. Because my my master was one of the best of, the, of these whole jokers, and if he can fall, anybody can fall. I'm I'm, I'm a, I mean, like I said, I'm like I'm a product of that, and I left the order. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I, I saw that uh, image that somebody drew, and I it's on my iPad, of course, so I can't pull it up, that I sent it to you, and it was so great, where they drew a sequence where Luke meets Ahsoka, and now that's all I want out of Mandalorian instead of the Ahsoka show. But gosh, I just feel like they've already de-aged Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, for this fanfic that they did. So I would love for Mark Hamill to be able to do the voice and channel up young Luke or young ish Luke meeting Ahsoka, telling her what happened with Anakin and wrapping a nice bow so then we can go on with the rest of Ahsoka's journey. Ahsoka. But knowing in the end that hey, he was okay. He, everything worked out. Um I, yeah. I, I I love that idea. But I'm more excited, honestly, for that moment when she said, I mean like Ahsoka was uh Dueling the boss of magistrate, the magistrate, and we said, I'm looking for your master, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, I kind of like, yes, like, yes, even more. Like, you guys mentioned Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn in live live TV. It's like, again, those fan fictions didn't do anything for me, and all it took was one mention of one dude's name who literally really kind of brought me back into Star Wars with those. Uh, the, Rebels. Uh, well, no, not even Rebels. I'm talking about like the uh, Heir to the Empire, like saga, like those books. And then oh, that, those are, books were so good. You know, and, it's one of those deals where it's like we don't have a whole slew of material, but I think they could do a whole lot with the animated universe. And it, I mean, we've seen how great Star Wars can be in this CGI cartoon era. I would love for them to adapt Heir to the Empire however long it takes for them do 26 episodes three or four seasons tell that whole story and just do it up because I'm, that would be great it, it was like i was mentioning to you like i was reading the last throng book and they mentioned like one of the outlying characters of that book and i'm like i think they're really trying to put a little sh- like kind of quiet like yeah this actually did happen like yeah the kathleen kennedy fan fiction might have happened but this right here, it also happened. We don't know. I don't know if they're going to do it. Like the uh, Timothy Zane said, I'm out of a loop. I don't know what's going on. But I'm like, yeah, they're doing something here. I mean, like you, yeah. by putting Ron in there, and it's like, 
especially what we saw at the end of Rebels, which could easily go with what happens in Heir to the Empire. Because Thrawn was lost, and then he naturally comes back. It's like, this all could work together to make Heir to the Empire. And then we go to, I mean, how Merit Jade is literally what actually truly means, like, uh, Luke to leave the Jedi. And it's just kind of like, yeah, well, that was some other fan fiction, if you want to hold that in. But, I mean, as a cartoon, I think that it's the best. It's like, you don't have to worry about Mark Hamill. Uh, Han, I mean, Harrison Ford is off doing whatever he wants to do. I mean, unfortunately, we lost Carrie Fisher, but we have so many, I mean, an opportunity to make great Star Wars about actual content that they acted like they didn't have, but, you know, whatever. So, I mean, yeah. When I heard that, I was like, super pumped. So, I am like, sign me up. If if you ask me to sign up for another two years of Disney Plus based on that episode, I didn't. Spoiler off now. We have finished talking about the Mandalorian, so you can chime back in, my good sir. Um, so I started watching Fear the Walking Dead because I was kind of feeling like I was negligent on my TV coverage. I was only doing the Mandalorian, and I was like, all right, let me let me start back on Fear the Walking Dead. I haven't gotten past the the first episode. I mean, I've watched that, but I haven't, you know, kept watching the rest of it. But the first episode was really great, and I feel like Fear the Walking Dead is such a tease because every season premiere is so good. It's like, whoa, this sets everything up. I'm excited about the direction they're going to go. And then somehow I'm looking at these balls that have hit the floor. And I'm just like, why have they been dropped? Javon, have you watched the rest of Fear the Walking Dead? Have you steered so far away that you didn't even remember this show was on the air? And should I keep watching or expect the inevitable to happen? You took the words when it came to expecting the inevitable to happen. It, it's it, the writings on the wall. I, I, I regard this show the way I regard Shameless. Um, for those of anybody who's ever watched Shameless, um, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead kind of have the same cutoff. They, they, they each have, every show has its cutoff date that jumps the shark moment. But each three, these three shows have a unique cutoff point where it so happened that that cutoff point was when someone left the show. I don't want to serve as a spoiler, but each one of these shows have that point where when <laughs> this character leaves that show, this show is done. I mean, we are no talking spoilers because these characters are gone from the show. I assume you're talking about Emma Rossum <laughs> for uh, Chambers. Now, Walking Dead, which, what, which character are you thinking was the jump off point? I, you know, I used to say Shane, but then the, the the series had life beyond Shane up until Carl's death. Carl was the character that this show lost that Carl was never my favorite character. But the thing about Carl's death is that it ushered in an era of that show, The Walking Dead, where unless we're talking about the day one uh, 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 actors in this series, everyone else is very disposable. Very disposable. And when I say day one, I mean Rick, Daryl, Carol. 
Rick Daryl Carroll. That is it. Everyone else. Maggie has been gone for two years, and nobody even said, well, where's her baby? Nobody cared. Nobody really cared that much. Well, Javon, <clears throat> in terms of The Walking Dead, I know you've been like, whatever, this show's done. But Angela King, the showrunner, has, has patched this thing up so well that I feel like there was an end point to where it was really good, and I feel like mm-hmm. she started almost making it a different show. Like a new series she, that's worth watching. She did, Jeff, by making you care about certain characters with these new story arcs. But I'm going to tell yeah. you one of the biggest flaws of this Angela Kang Rain version of uh, The Walking Dead, this, this new era of The Walking Dead, is the departure of Michonne left a really solid ah, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it that was her, I mean, yeah. I think I, what happened yeah. was the Black Panther 2 thing. And he was like, well, I got to go because I got to do this movie. I got to go and film a movie. Oh, oh wait, yeah. there's a pandemic. And oh, shoot, our lead stars Shit. dead. So it's like, thank uh, you. So much you stuff know, there. But I'm with you because, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like a weird void with, with Tanagon. Now, this is my thing about that that particular departure of the show, right? She was the one I thought and, you were going to say. You know what? I. Because I felt like with Michonne, I knew that when when that happened, when Carl left, and I knew that you know when we we talked about Rick the uh, the part in the show, I I kind of felt like okay, the writing's on the wall. This is getting ready to become the end of the line for this series. Michonne's departure for me wasn't as as crucial as Carl's because that set up a non climactic war, right? With Michonne's de- departure left such a bad taste just because she deserved a better departure and also the story itself was weak she gets on the horn and says hey judith I'm, i saw something that may or may not resemble your, your, your father's remnants i'm gonna go up to wherever and go look for him you cool yo with baby girl who i have held on so close and tight that i didn't let out of my sight for so long let it, i got a piece out, let out of my sight yeah i'll be right back you and your brother go stick with daryl and the dog you'll be just fine yeah. <laughs> that's true because if you got a shield on the walking dead daryl is the best one to stand behind someone was breaking the fourth wall on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean, all right I so i fear who was the character that left that you were like all right so good God, what is my man's name? Uh, he's another day one Frank guy. I cannot Nick. think of his name. Frank. Yeah, yeah. Was it Frank or Nick? His name. No, I'm going to say Frank. Frank. I think his name is is Nick Delane. And I'm trying to. I thought his name Frank, was there. Was, drug dealer? I mean, the drug addict? Yeah. It's Frank Delane. Yeah. So yeah. That must be Nick. Yeah. 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 Gosh. You know what, what, Javon? I would, but I hated almost all that entire family. I couldn't stand them. When he got shot, I was like, oh, I'm so into the show now. I'm not. Because they would do the most absurd things that it just drove me nuts. We've got a boat. We're unstoppable. The walkers can't swim. We're so good. Hey, let's park the boat and just hope park the boat. And everybody's leaving the boat. That was the part where I was like, this show is terrible. All these characters are trash. They all deserve to get killed. The boat was it. That was I mean, they were coming through. It just rutted shop like, yo, we're in this new place. Hey. Oh, man, we messed up this new place. And every time with some minority spot, they were just like, boom, it was it was America. But, oh, my gosh, I hated them. And when they all got wiped out, I said, this show is so good. 
Okay, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. All of them are gone now. All right, not all. Yeah. Of them. One's still around, but oh man, all oh, the annoying wow. ones are gone. You know why? The mom you know was why I trash, Javon. She was trash. But you know why? She was like, "Yo, we've got a hotel. Let me put a big bright light so everyone can come to everyone the hotel." I need my Dude, son I, to see this light along with the entire population. Oh, Dude, man. I, you know why I like that, though, Jeff? Because it's just like stupidity. <laughs> it was, it's man. just like stupidity. That's why I kept watching. And w- it was so rewarding when they died. That's the thing. <laughs> it it's like no matter what happens, you're not going to top this feeling I have now. And then when they started bringing over, like, uh, the expanded cast from The Walking Dead, I was like, no, because now they're going to dominate this show storylines, which they, to a degree, have. Yeah, but Morgan's constant character flipping is so amazing. I mean, they uh, just literally spin a wheel of where his personality is going to go. <laughs> he's a vigilante this episode. No, he's a pacifist. No, he's a, pacifist he's, a, this he's a sermonizing leader. Weak hands come together. I'm like, no, where's it going to go in this episode? He's holding them now with a, some kind of BS Messiah complex. Oh, Morgan, <laughs> this time five years ago, you were, scra- you were writing your name and your own feces in a small town <laughs> you would proclaim for yourself. You had lost your mind. Oh, man, but dude, it's, it's hilarious. Um, that, it, that really show. it really is. I'm going to keep Have watching. You- have you watched this newer, uh, this like third spell the world, show, yeah. no, second spell no, show? No, no, I, I don't. I cannot <laughs> and will not. It's like it's Teen like, Titans Walking Dead. It's, yeah, it's dude. I, I'm like, I already, I'm already used to adults <laughs> making stupid decisions. I don't need teenagers. <laughs> I was done with teenagers when Alicia was like, hey, we're on a boat and our boat is, where is it? Oh, okay. We're oh, right we in the corner of Swanson and Richter. <laughs> I get that one. But dude, I was like, this is so dumb. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing as a teenager you could do. But you are a teenager, so you gotta pass. Get but I can't watch a show completely full of teenagers because they need to get killed every episode. They, they could just do the Kenny. They could be a Kenny. Everyone comes back to life at the beginning of the next episode and they only to get killed again. I watched one I'll say this, I watched one episode and I and you were hooked, you weren't you? Not at all. Oh, no, no. Um <laughs> What I can tell you is this. Um, I like the one thing that this show has going forward is that they capture helpless, how helpless teens, these, this generation of teens can, can really be. Um, as strong as they portray themselves, when it comes down to it, they just will cry and hide behind a stronger person. Hey, they man, you know, Gene yeah. X teenagers would have been fascinated to set The Walking Dead in. The, the lock flashkey kids. No, we got this. No, we got this not much different than the world that we knew before. Right, and we can shoot zombies. Yeah, All my space invader training is coming in handy now. Go for the resident evil. Jace, well, I may blow through a lot of ammo, but I, I guarantee the walkers will be dead. Yeah, I would be shooting in kneecaps, and then like, oh no, time. the one that I missed that's crawling bit my it's ankle. Crawling up me. Nah, headshots, nah, killing. Yeah, headshots. I wouldn't go for a double tap. I just made sure that one counted. All right, let me let's let's move on because I told you guys I gave you an assignment this week. 
It's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. I have already started watching bad Hallmark movies and bad Netflix movies. I am into it. The next thing I need is to get my presents while I'm rapping and watching these movies. I watched The Princess Switch, switched again on Netflix. This is not a bad movie. I like these movies because they own up to their certain brand of corniness. Then you're just like, listen, if you want in, come on in. If not, there's several other things you can watch on Netflix. But I mean, somehow they managed to make a princess switching places with a commoner work twice. And I'm, I'm for it. So <laughs> I just, Javon, it's just how it is, man. But they're, you know, and I feel like it's much like movie critics where, where they esteem these movies like Casablanca and Godfather. And these are just unimpeachable films on the top tier of classic movies nothing else can join the list it's this is our mount rushmore of top movies you guys can have your modern ones i wanted to shake things up here so i wanted you guys to come up with some of the best classic christmas films and then the best modern films because we always have these ones that you have to watch on christmas but then there's some newer ones that i think deserve this annual status as well so i just decided i'm going through a list it's put together here by by some good friends over at Esquire. Best Christmas movies, not going through the entire list. But I just thought I'd break through a few, get your yays, nays, if you think they even need to be in the conversation. All right. Just just to be fun. What was number 57? The Princess Switched and the Princess Switched too. Switched again. Whoa. Who knew? Now I feel like this is very much not being... <laughs> Did you put in this? No, but I wouldn't put it at 57. I am sure there's 20 movies that are worse than this. Now that I think this movie's bad, but I'm sure I could find 20 that I would swap places with here. Honestly, if you ever watch Hallmark during the uh, Christmas time, they have like a new Christmas movie every five minutes. So, but you know what's amazing? You got to give it to them. In a pandemic, they were like, listen, so we're only going to have 100 as opposed to 200. We'll make it work somehow. We got repeats. We're good. Dude, let me tell you, I, my wife loves these movies, and I piss her off every time we turn to the Hallmark channel. But see, you're just a hater, channel. man. You're a hater. No, no, you know, no, I'm a jerk. Because this done is, on the on the low this, budget, low script, this, low acting, Jeff, low logic. Typically, they low everything. They yeah. typically have the same plot, and I love they the commercial. Do. They use the same voiceover every time. Why? Well, why two, not, dude? Two people I mean, who you got don't know work. each other return to a small town to fall in love. They don't tell you the fall in love part. The fall in love is on you. You got to piece that together. It's on you. It's, it, that is on you. That's the twist. <laughs> Sentimental fluff. Let's come back to Midwestern town. Listen, <laughs> you know what? Next, next episode, we're going to put together a, a, a Hallmark Christmas movie. So, oh, we're, yeah, that, that's our new assignment. We're going to just go Christmas theme until Christmas. All right. Last holiday, they have it 52. I like this one. This is a Queen Latifah film, you know, and she's dying. And she's like, well, I'm going to live my absolute best life. Queen Latifah in this movie was living her best life before it was uh, for Jill, Spot, Jill Scott. So, um, no, she was living her life like it was golden. Sorry. Apologies to all the Jill Scott aficionados out there. And don't don't come at me. Unless you want to comment, because that would be great. Um, but I think Last Holiday needs to get a little higher on this list. I feel like that's a better modern one. 
and probably if this was a classic modern list, it would be higher on the modern slate. What do you guys think about this one? Um, I don't. I don't think that was a slow movie at all. I think, especially for a Christmas, I mean, like a holiday movie, that was a good movie. I don't think it's which holiday, Kwanzaa? No, Christmas. Okay, sorry, I get confused. You know, I mean, you know, there's so many Kwanzaa movies on Hallmark, and then that huge Hanukkah section. Seriously, uh, Jeff, they barely have a section of you know black Christmas movies on Netflix. So simmer down. I, mean, I feel like I'm. I'm that is that would be one dummy, but I'm just gonna spoil it now. I can't stand these these jokers where you have the Christmas tree, the Christmas ornaments, the Christmas light, Santa Claus, and they still want to go holiday. It's like listen, listen. That that's that's no not holiday. holiday. That that's Dr. Christmas. Or on Christmas, okay. That's no one hundred percent. No one Christmas. sells holiday trees. Yeah, dude. You haven't I mean, seen can, one. You, can you imagine if they started calling Thanksgiving Chicken Day and <laughs> having Chick fil A sponsor it? Like people would lose their minds. <laughs> lose my shit. You're not taking this away from me. There's no chicken day football game on Channel Five. And hey, they're at the fifty yard line with their Chick Fil A nuggets. Yeah, there's the, there's no wishbone in this one. Nugget of the game. Right. Yeah. Nah. Nah, dude. See, let's let's just call a Christmas Give me my movie turkey leg. Christmas movie. All right, number fifty. Office Christmas Party. Now this is a movie I would oh. immediately swap out with Last Holiday. So I watched it one time and thought it was like, ah, it's funny enough, but I've never watched it again. Uh, okay. If there was a channel that just played Christmas modern Christmas movies, I would watch this movie again. It's, you know, it's not like uh like as I always joke about like the Judd Apatow movies they kind of drop off at the end, end of the movie when it's like, oh, we need to redeem the worthless human being. This one is actually funny throughout. I mean, we'll see what the rest of the list, but I, I'd have okay. probably... You're, you're down with that one, okay. Yeah. Four Christmases uh, is in 47 with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Javon, have you seen this one? Yeah. This wouldn't be on my list. If it was the top 57, this would be number 68. <laughs> 137 for me, Jeff. But, uh, They'd be like, where's home. Four Christmases? It's exactly the place where it belongs. Keep looking. Keep looking. <laughs> it's back then with a Star Wars Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> at, least you could, at least you could laugh at that one. I mean, you could. It's fun. You could. That one has me watching Reese Witherspoon and have me not laughing at all. Just like, well, this is terrible. And now, then they're trying to be cute with this one. They're trying to do their diehard deal. They have Batman Returns at number 46. No. Oh. Batman Returns yeah. happens to have Christmas elements. It's not a Christmas movie. So, yeah. Off the list. Yeah. Off the list. Just Friends, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart. You remember that, that was one? funny. I like that. I like that one. If nothing else was butthole, the butthole little brother. Yeah. You know, that kid gave too. us something that stayed in the lexicon. Slap ham. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped the ham before. <laughs> that I remember. Me. <laughs> oh, Jace, isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> that stays because of slap ham alone, Jeff. 
Okay, the number 43 is The Holiday, and this movie has to immediately be disqualified. What? Because it has Jude Law and Cameron Diaz together, but it also has Kate Winslet and Jack Black. Oh, wait, wait. Are you talking about The Holiday? The one that was just... No, on? no, no. The Holiday. The one with mm. Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, and then was... Jack Black and Kate Winslet hooking up. That was the one where nobody had chemistry in that one. It was... Oh, my God. No one. But the script didn't have chemistry with the concept of Jack Black and Kate Winslet hooking up. I'm like, come on, man. That's not even realistic. <laughs> not even realistic, cool. You gotta do uh, better. Oh, uh, no, this this is a straight up ridiculous kill the list, burn the list moment. Number forty two, love actually. I'm sorry. What? That's not making top twenty. Yeah, I'm calling the suspect. Okay. What number? Did he something? Forty. Forty two. I would love to see who's in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's way higher for me. Horror movies, but that that's a little higher up. That should be at least in the top twenty, thirty. I yeah. know, I top twenty to top fifteen. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, probably that's fair. That, I probably have it higher, but even higher than that. All right, The Family that's Stone. Have you guys seen this one? Sarah, Jessica no. Clara no. Danes, Rachel McAdams, Luke Wilson, and Diane Keaton. Jeff, that was another one of these mega cast movies that didn't work. It had a mega cast. It just nobody was the nobody was a straight man. Everybody it was like everybody was a straight man, and one person was vying to be the the the, the funny person or the slapstick person. It just didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands is thirty two. Christmas. <laughs> All right, this 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 is causing problems now. It's getting problematic. Polar I'm Express sure is I feel like that's low for Polar Express. Especially if you have a 3D oh. TV to watch it on. Okay. Oh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is 28. Which Lies. one? Lies. Jim Carrey one, 2000. Seems awful low. Mm. Okay, I know you guys would be happy with this placement. Number 27 is a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Yeah. When I first saw her, when I saw the first Harold and Kumar, when I when I first saw Harold and Kumar, I was what twenty three, four, something like that. Uh, you're right. Smoking like, more weed than I breathe air at that point in my life, so it was hilarious. If I had to go back and watch that now at forty years old, I would want to gouge my eyes out with a melon baller. I can't watch this. This is dumb. Yeah, yeah. They need to hand you the weed when you watch the movie, please. Pretty much. Yeah. Please tote up. All right, number twenty-six, and this is just also destroying this thing's credibility because, I mean, if you're going to go with this argument, then why is Die Hard at number twenty-six? I was expecting Die Hard to be in like the top five. I mean, if you're going to yeah. call it a Christmas movie, then it can't be that low, especially when you have while you were sleeping above it. Oh, come on. Come on. Who made this list? I told you, our friends at Let me get Scrooge is like 113 or, or, or number 58. Let's see what happens. 23 is Gremlins. I also don't feel like... Oh. What? Should be higher. Should yeah. be higher. No. Off the should list. Should be a lot higher. You really think that should be a Christmas movie? 
It was, Jace. Kind of. Oh, man. It was. This, is, this, this, this list. Gizmo was a Christmas gift. All right, number Gizmo 19. Gizmo was a Christmas gift. Eyes wide shut. Mm. Christmas porn. Yeah. Okay. Then they have Little Women, the 2019 version at 18. They love that. I mean, I don't necessarily (laughs) feel Christmas while I'm watching that. This could be a favorite single de Mayo movie at this point. I've been hearing about that little woman movie all year. It's a great movie. I just don't, it does not remind me of Christmas. Now, number 17 is shocking because I'm actually a fan of this placement on this list. The best man holiday. Where if you can get past the tragedy, it holds up. It's great. And it's all about family, friends, and all that good stuff. And it actually features a good cast, and it delivered on a sequel that had been a long time in coming. So yes to that okay. one. Number fifteen, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Is that a movie or? I don't I'm know sorry. If that's a movie. Yeah, we're not counting anime. Special. Is like the top ten. I mean, that's, that's, that's like a half hour. Right? This is special. I mean, come on, like it's an hour. It's an hour. We were just last Charlie, night. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's not a. 14. That's not a movie. It's not a movie. I feel like they should get this honorable mention, but I wouldn't put them there. Yeah, Elf is number thirteen. Just okay. Okay. Start. All right. Now let's see this top ten. Let's let's see this top ten. Christmas Carol, the 1951 version. Number nine, Mupp- the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Go with that one. Um, number eight, Bad Santa. No. Number seven, Miracle on 34th Street. Number six, you guys called this earlier, Scrooged. Okay. Number five, Home Alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number four, the Maggot Special, White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Number three, Ooh, Christmas Story. Okay. Number okay. two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So if you've been paying attention, that means there's only one obvious number one. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's on everybody's list. Now that would be my classic number one. And if I'm flipping a coin, that or a Christmas story. So they really went predictable with the final group here. And National Lampoons, any one of those could be the number one. Yeah. All right. So let's hear your classics before we go further. Javon, what's your number one classic? Or three, my, if you want. Uh, my top three classics, they kind of had in their top. Um, even that when I when we say classic, Jeff, are we talking about pre-what year? Let's say classic goes black and white until they start operating with semi-modern technology. So when the cell phones come out, that's our cutoff point. Okay. So with that said, I can go in this just three. All right. Um being that I the modern I, semi-modern. Um Home Alone. Uh Christmas Story. Uh Lampoons. Okay. Solid choices. Bro, what you got? Uh to be honest, I have my top three. Pr- I think actually exactly like theirs. 
uh, I made I I kind of cheat and put Charlie Brown's Christmas special in there. Uh, if I can't get, if we are putting animated, real, everyone watches these Christmas movies, I'll, I'll stick with their top three. Okay. All right. Now it is time to go modern. So where are we going to go, fellas? JC went last. Why don't you go first this time? Okay. Uh, one movie I really liked was uh, This Christmas. Uh, the fact that that wasn't on this list is atrocious. Uh, they must not watch the movie at all. Uh, I, I I can't even buy how, how that's not on this list. Um, and this one, I and I was kind of like, is this really a Christmas movie? But I, I really liked it. With Rise of the Guardians, um, it had like all of the holiday uh, like animated kind of characters. Like they made them into like, really fun characters. Um, mm-hmm. It was, if you watched it in 3D, I think it was even better. But I think this, I would put this on this, I would watch that movie during the Christmas season far more than half. I mean, like some of those questionable ones that were on this list. Um, next one was actually uh, one we all saw. I, if, if you didn't see it from uh, Netflix last year, it was uh, Christmas Chronicles uh, with Kurt Russell. I thought that was a really fun movie. I was literally, I was like, Oh, I mean, like, because I, I read the review on blousemoviefile.com. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I really was like, okay, this is a new Christmas girl. And, like, Kurt Russell did the Santa Claus really well. The kids were butts until they weren't butts. And that was enjoyable. And that's why I'm probably going to check out part two when it comes. I mean, like, since it's now up. So. Yeah. I know you need to time. get around to reviewing it. But, yeah. I'm, I actually want to watch it when I'm not sort of sleepy. So I can give it my full attention. And yeah, but I'm looking forward to that one. Javon, what you got? A really hard chest burp there from the late dinner. <laughs> I didn't want gotcha. to put that onto the. Uh, I appreciate. Show. Don't put that into um, the uh, No, we don't put that. Um, God, modern uh, bad Santa. Uh, where's my list? I have bad Santa. I have Krampus and. I wanted to put the night before, but I, I felt like a lot of times in the night during the night before I was laughing because I was supposed to laugh. Mm. You know, it's like it's not like one of those songs, one of those movies where the jokes kind of creep up on you, or the, the funny creeps up on you. You got to you got to look for it. No, it's right there for you. Um, God, hey, go. Krampus. Yeah, all right, Krampus. Bad Santa and I'm all right the night before, begrudgingly, but it's the night before. All right. For mine, I'm going to go with This Christmas because literally it is my Christmas movie I got to watch uh, because, I mean, you got Idris Elba running around and he's got his American accent that he's polishing up here. You got a pre-Rihanna beating Chris Brown, young, fresh face, going to be a star, young Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, and the cast is just, there is no weakling. Loretta Devine, it's just Delroy Lindo. So it's, it's a wealth of great actors. Um, I'm also going to go with Love, Ashley because that is one that I like to watch. It's a feel-good Christmas movie so much. I mean, we get to see a clean-shaven Rick Grimes, dude, and he is pulling a mute, and he is making Chiwetel Ejiofor become a, he's going to become a monk 
and go team up with Doctor Strange as a result of this traumatic experience because he stole Elizabeth Swan from him. So lots of crossovers in that. We got Pirates, Walking Dead, and Doctor Strange. So much. My last one is from a movie that I absolutely loved when I saw it last year. It's Claws. I am looking forward to watching this movie again for Christmas. So good. Felt like a classic cartoon. And it, it doesn't go overboard with the songs, but it has one song that's perfect for the moment. And it's so, so good. Uh, yeah, but definitely Claws. All right. Well, that, that was my picks for that. Thank you, gentlemen, for yours. Y'all are out there to listen. I want to hear your choices and tell us what you think about ours. But now, fellas, it is that magical time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? I'm going to go first. Yay, me. Mine is um, for, geez, what is it exactly? You know what? I'm going I'm to let you go first, Jace. I'm going to hold on. No, no, I'm sorry. I got it now. I got it. At least I think I do. Mine's the NFL. Mine is the NFL because really, John Wall is gone to Houston. Can we put that on the list there? Who did they get for him, Javon? Bag of donuts. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> a case of water. <laughs> I get some water with it. Hey, at least Russell. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I don't, I don't understand Houston on that one. I mean, is winning – I feel like you just stole the whole dummy of the week thunder there. I mean, the thunder, did you get it? They really get did. It? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Russ is going to the Bullets. I'm sorry, no more Bullets. The Wizards. Well, that's really interesting. And he and Bradley Beal could be an effective duo. You know, in the NBA, according to TNT, it's all about the duos. All right. Anyhow, so my dummies of the week are the NFL because they have apparently decided we are basing our COVID guidelines and regulations based on the teams that we like. So for a team like the Steelers, we can move your game to Wednesday. I mean, Wednesday night, not a great night for football. There's no song about it. No movies have ever been made about Wednesday night primetime football. So, yeah. Whereas you're Friday. Yeah, dude. I mean, Friday night, great night for football. But they are just randomly deciding, oh, this game is going to get switched out. My 49ers are going to be playing in Arizona for the next three weeks. It's madness. Cancel the season. All the Niners are hurt. And unless we're going to go back into the playoffs, we can resume it. But for right now, Let's just put a pause, a little bow on this thing, and let's stop this foolishness. Commissioner Goodell, thank you. Sincerely, management. Jace, what do you got, bro? Speaking as somebody whose team decided they needed to have four quarterbacks out last week. If only there was a guy who had gotten his team to the Super Bowl and the championship twice who was not working and could play better than a guy off the practice squad. Despite not having played. Again, I still had more faith in whatever the practice squad guy's name was than Blake Bortles. Uh, but, you know, that's just me, you know. And, again, it's, as long as we don't actually have a competent quarterback, we deserve to lose. Jason um, completed an entire pass. He completed one more pass than we did this week. So he completed one more pass than I did. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, again, 
you, you kind of messed me up with that dag on NFL. I mean, because they really are switching games. Like, hey, we didn't, we never canceled the game. Really? Are you trying to act like I didn't know? Remember the Patriots yeah, game? Pat, exactly. I mean, right. right. Was out when you you scheduled that for two mm-hmm. weeks later? Like, I'm stupid, right? Okay. Yeah. Now buy it. Um, my dummies of the week. I hate, I'm probably gonna attack some of our listeners, but attack. Well, don't attack them. It's a Christmas well, season. It's, a, it's always a jest and all with this. But for anyone who paid for that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fight and thought that was actually going to be a credible fight, um, I'm not going to lie. That's much 50-year-old men trying to box. It wasn't going to be good, guys. Um, honestly, I was listening to commentating from you guys. It was probably more fun than that fight. Absolutely. The commentating <laughs> provided via text from Chief Gunner and Jay King was better than I'm sure the fight was for people watching it. So, and, it, and if you I mean, I remember when we used to pay for boxing and uh, DC was like $70. So if that was anything like that without a crowd, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, this, I really need to examine my priorities. Uh, I really paid $50 for this mess. So for all of you guys who got it on Fire Stick or whatever it was, y'all made the right call. And the ones of us who didn't watch that also made a right call. But for anyone who made, paid money to watch that, is my dummy of the week. Now, wait a second, Jay. They were able to get a head start on all the Nate Robinson memes. Ooh, that is true. And so, anyone who watched that, knock that out. Man, Nate, that wasn't good. That was a dude who was not boxed. He was just like, I'm fighting, dude. Like, I mean, most likes, actually, you know, when his Rackyard Brawl was more accomplished boxing than that. So. Yeah. yeah. J. King, who's your choice? Um, now after late breaking news, I have now have two, but I'll start with my first. Um, Colby Covington of UFC fame, who's known to be a Trump supporting uh race baiting troll, in light of uh the recent KO of Nate Robinson by Jake Paul. Kobe decided that he wanted to call out LeBron James because he hates woke athletes for some reason, whatever that term implies. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'd be very hard to play sleeping. Yeah, right. Um, the thing He's doing that in this. his sleep, Bob. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, you know, the thing about this is Kobe is a troll. He's a troll. Let's let's call him by his last name, please. Covington. There we go. I don't want anybody mistaking him for our dear Lakers icon. No, he's he's a Colby, not a Kobe. So even even if even if we don't even want the association there. So Mr. Covington's called out LeBron James for a fight. Here's the thing, Mr. Covington. Unlike Nate Robinson, LeBron's profile is a little higher. Let's, let's just he say don't that. need your money, dude. And he doesn't need anyone's money, by the way. Number two, Nate Robinson is about what five eight, maybe a hundred and ninety pounds. You know, let's let's see, Jace, if you wouldn't mind looking that up for me really quick. I, I think he's less than six feet, right? Somewhere around there. Um, meanwhile, LeBron James stands at an impressive six foot eight, and I think he weighs maybe around 245, 240, 240 pounds. Oh, he's 270. Covington? No, 270. Okay. And what size is Cole? What, what's 
And and what size is Kobe Covington? Five, seven, eight, something like that? Dude, that's that's not even gonna be a good fight. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, even if this were That's not even a good me. hypothetical dream match of watching LeBron smash his feet. Yeah, Kobe, even if you were to train with Jesus's MMA trainer, you, you you would lose terribly. I don't care if LeBron learns how to do anything related to, to, to mixed martial arts or wrestling. The mere fact that he could probably palm your head and lift you clean off the ground like a kettlebell. And he knows how to dunk, Javon, <laughs> so that would be an impressive finishing move. Finish that would be an impressive finishing move. We're doing Mortal Kombat 22. This would be his fatality, dunking you yeah. <laughs> Head first through a run, Probably right? not be a, fr- a friendship, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be a friendship in this one. Probably I would not. hope there wouldn't be a friendship for this one. Yeah. Friendship. Cole, Mr. Covington, don't stop. Just continue to. And didn't you just get beat up by somebody bad? You got KO'd by a big black man last year. Let it go. I know you hate black people, but look, this ain't the way. This ain't the way. This ain't know? the way, Hoss. <laughs> You know, uh, get another stupid MAGA hat and, and pray that Trump runs again in 2024, whatever you idiots are doing. Just just relax. relax I know, they're still it. counting the votes, Javon. They're still counting? Because somewhere there's a missing cash of votes, Jeff. We, ha- we have to admit it. We have to admit it. Widespread corruption. I just want, I just want Rudy Giuliani to come up there and start sweating hair dye again. That... Was some he? I hope he was somebody's dummy of the week because I I wasn't all right. I wasn't that, that right there alone. And that crazy white woman he had behind him yelling about. Oh my god! Oh, He's bread in the votes. His yeast. COVID was created in a laboratory by Doctor Zhivago and and Snoop Doggy Dogg. You're, you're crazy. Sorry for you teaming up with Dr. Zabaka. <laughs> this lady is crazy. She was just yelling gibberish back there. She got up there. She's a lawyer. Somebody pays her. Somebody pays her. They're crazy people all the way around. I just Rudy wish, Sa- I wish Sasha Baron Cohen had his daughter, quote unquote, back up there and make oh Rudy stutter. Uh, 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 hey. Look, I thought it couldn't get any worse for him, right? When he came up there and started sweating head that you would have thought I was having a seizure. I was on the floor laughing in here so hard. Um, <laughs> Who's your number my two? Second, number Why two. Why are you doing hair dye? Like, that was just like, really? That's over. Dude, you're 90. It's over. We know you ain't got a head full of black hair. I hate when old guys do that. Stop it. But but let's face it, that's the worst thing we've seen him do this year. We have not. That is not. That is not. <laughs> I just thought it couldn't. Get, I just thought he wasn't going to make the news anymore. I thought he was just going to find a rock to hide under until this was over. But no, he comes out the next. He week. was like, "Here, hold my belt and britches." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, number two. Number two. Hot off the wire, the Houston Rockets uh, general management team just traded Russell Westbrook, a guy who's missed maybe two games in the last eight years, <laughs> for a guy who hasn't played for the last three seasons. <laughs> this will be the year, Javon. This is the year. This is the year. Hey, look, this is the first time the Wizards did something right. Even though they got rid of a draft pick, 
I would have traded John Wall for a case of essential waters and a working <laughs> Apple Music gift card. I would have traded John Wall for a. You didn't even care about the value. It works. Hey, dude, I, <laughs> Jeff, I would have if it works. Hey, I got something. You would have taken it for a dollar seventy nine, which you could use to buy nothing. A, a dude, I would have taken him for a a half used, half used Yankee Candle white pumpkin scented candle, and. Uh, 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 and I don't a, know pack, I mean. a half used pack of Rudy Giovanni's hair dye. <laughs> I, I would have traded John Wall for a half eaten giant brand fruitcake and the remote of your caramel macchiato. I would have traded John Wall for a burnt black turkey on Thanksgiving oh, when you haven't eaten in two days. Mm. I would have traded John Wall for a half a jar of Heinz pre-made turkey gravy. <laughs> Pretty much the value you have, give it here. Right. Would you have traded John Wall for a 90-cent gift card from a- a- uh, Apple Pay? How about a Suncoast gift card? Tra- <laughs> I was about to say, I would have traded John Wall for a Sam Goody gift card. <laughs> I would have traded John Wall for a. Mother, there is no I would have traded John Wall because you know you get a, use out of one of those things. One of those things. You could have given me an EB Games gift card. Yeah, that's it. Games. It hey, what's, what's the value on this card? card? Nothing. Oh, Negative nothing. You, you can get nothing. <laughs> But at least I know yeah. now that I'm going to be able to play with this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they got it right for a change. Get yes. this albatross of a contract out of here. Get this guy. And look, John Wall's been great for the city, man. It's just they weren't going to go any further with what they had. Nope. They, had they had completely handcuffed with his salary. Completely. Yeah. That salary was too much, man. Sometimes the salaries are worse than anything else. And especially if yeah. you get no value because they're not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a guy that definitely was worth more to his franchise than he was to anyone else. Until the Rockets blew up their front office and got these idiots. Thank Yo, you, the Rockets are on some whew, burn it all down, burn Hollywood down kind of thing. Yeah. Next is James Harden. Where's he going to go, I wonder? I think he's going to go to a barbershop. No, no, no. <laughs> should. Right, should. James Harden is starting to look like Lamont. He's starting to look like Lamont. Hey, Pop. Shave some inches on my beard. Yeah, big dummy. Cut that beard, too. It's a big one of those. All right, fellas. Thank y'all for rolling with me. As always, don't forget next week, we're going to make our own Hallmark. Christmas movie. Maybe a Kwanzaa one. So stay tuned. Just for you, Jace. All right. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files. Have them filed.